Welcome to the episode before the 100th episode of Love and Justice. So, the 99th. The 99th, yeah. I guess I could have put it that way, but I just decided to make it complicated instead. You mean I like, like it. You mean like... Utena? (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Yeah, that is definitely the way the script of Utena would have explained the number 99. It would be the number before the number 100. Yes. uh, Because Utena doesn't do anything in a straightforward way, and that is what makes this show so fantastic. There would have been a children's course just going, nine to the nine of the nine, nine, nine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, nine, nine, I, I nine, think nine, that, nine, that nine, is uh, nine. absolutely true. Uh, guys, we've had a bunch of requests to talk about this series. Uh, oh, wow. We're so excited to finally do it. It's one of my favorite anime series ever. Uh, I think it's one of the best anime series in creation. Uh, also, at the end of the episode, you're going to hear us uh, break down what we want to do for our 100th episode. Basically, we want to have a big celebration of Sailor Moon fandom, so we want you guys to send us all of your Sailor Moon memories, be they memories about watching Sailor Moon as a kid, seeing Crystal for the first time, the Sailor You, or even listening to this podcast. Uh, also, if you want to share any fan art or fan fiction with us, we would appreciate that too. Or any um, Halloween costumes as a child yes. or a Sailor Moon character, send us that. So yeah, guys, uh, enjoy the episode and send us all of your Sailor Moon memories and we will talk to you again next week uh, for our 100th episode. Happy Hunties next week. Hunties! That's how we do alumni night is that everybody gets split off into teams. And so like comedy sports. Style. Yeah, kind of. And um, we, me and uh, people a year younger than me are mm-hmm. all on a team. and Baby team. Yeah, and we've realized, <laughs> we've realized that um, we were all on the cabinet either as president or as vice president. Oh. And so part of our alumni, uh, part of our improv shows this is the way we've always done it, is that right, there's, an, right. there's an intro and there's always like a song and dance to get the crowd hyped. Uh-huh. So with the teams, uh-huh. each team has a bit that they do. And I was like, guys, we could come in hella presidential and play something off of the Hamilton mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Your and presidency then, is here. And they here. were like, awesome. And then, <laughs> but then Josh LaDuke was like, I wasn't on the cabinet. I'm like, your secret service. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> your uh, secret service wears some sunglasses. Let me, let me ask you a question about yeah. your cabinet. Did your cabinet receive mysterious letters from somebody identifying themselves only as end of the world? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, I, I wish. I wish. It would have been cool. Wait, is this what you're always asking yeah. me to like, put on like ball gowns for you? <laughs> I mean, you would look nice in them, is all yeah. I'm saying. You mean to tell yeah. me that you didn't spend just hours riding on an elevator contemplating <laughs> the state of the world? No, that I've done, but it's been completely yeah. unrelated to my high school experience. <laughs> if, if, let's be real. If if the high school students from uh, uh, any anime mm-hmm. had an hour elevator ride, they'd be doing homework. They'd be sitting they on the floor, cram that, studying. That is yeah. true, except Flash for the cards. students in uh, this show. Oh, yeah, because they don't go to school. They literally never go yeah. to class. They don't go to class. Okay, <laughs> Emma, what show are we talking about? We're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena. Fuck Yay! yeah, we're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena. <laughs> Those kids don't go to class. They, there's approximately, like, maybe... 
10 scenes throughout this 40 some odd, no, 39 <laughs> yeah. episode series wherein they actually go to class. And one of them is a cooking class. Yeah. And also, it's like, not there's, even an applicable and class. Also, there's literally never a teacher in their no, classroom. Not. Never. Or in the hallway. Yeah. Or, well, except in the beginning. Yeah. There's one teacher that gives her shit about not being right. dressed up mm-hmm. as a girl. Mm-hmm. And that teacher's like, and goodbye, everybody. Yeah, and goodbye see me again. forever. And there's one teacher who, like, sort of gets a little too friendly with Miki for Kosway's right uh liking yeah uh which she's not wrong right i mean she's still crazy i mean but... she's questionable <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't take life advice from kosue no no probably <laughs> I just would, not I just wouldn't. i'd probably get a lot of like sex ed information from her sure. and it would, half of it would be very incorrect yeah. yes because that was my high school experience was like no one's telling me anything where is the school slut yeah. Explain concepts. No, you to me. did it. I did. Oh I learned God, many no. strange things yeah. from the Mikis of my town. From the Coastways. From, from co- yeah, from yeah. The, the slutty sisters of yeah, the, the Mikis. Slutty, the slutty Coastway, like. Oh, information oh man uh, that's I love that you yeah. did that uh, that's amazing I did I, I was like hey I have some yeah. questions <laughs> I brought a notepad I need to write answers down <laughs> but yeah. explain only, this to me the only thing that the school really has going for it is the architecture the uniforms and the student body because everybody's really good looking everybody is really good looking that's it yeah. for the fencing program oh, sure. sure yeah the fencing program's really good you don't have to see I, I, I think they have a pretty good music program too like you know Miki shown to be really of, good like, two and, people though well you know it's alright <laughs> it's just Mickey and his sister. Just, nobody else, else plays everyone an instrument. Everyone else who showed up once got hit on. No, Anthony plays <laughs> the piano. Left. Oh, you're right. And she plays the piano well. You're right. I forgot Anthony plays yeah. piano. Which was a storyline that was... So this this is a series wherein the manga and the anime are quite different from one another, even though the basic concept is the same. Like, the manga's odd, but it's way more of a traditional shoujo yeah. manga than the anime series is. Does it have the same three-arc structure? No. Mm-mm. I didn't think so. No. Is the first arc the, pretty much the same? The first same? arc is pretty much the same-ish. Um, it, it's interesting. It's, it's very, like, simplified in okay. the manga, whereas, like, in... The anime, for example, uh, Miki is kind of in love with Anthe, and Jury is like a whole other problem <laughs> with the Shiori thing, and yeah. Uh, but in and all the weird stuff with Ruka, also like she's not in love with him, but he like sort of has a thing for her. But like, uh, it's very confusing. Uh, but like in a in a very like real relationships are complicated right. kind of way. Uh, literally in the manga, just like everybody's in love with Utana. Oh. Um, except Jury's like in love with Toga. She's not a lesbian in the manga. Oh, lame. I know. Oh, I love that plot. I do too. I love Jury's one of my favorite characters in the anime series. And in that uh, episode. yeah. Holy shit. That was so good. Um, yeah. That was when we first started hanging out. I know. I made you oh, watch you Utena. Watch because Utena. we Emma and I were in a play together. Yeah. And we started hanging out. And then she was like, hey, I've got this real weird anime. Do you want to come over and watch it? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and then we started. And I remember watching that episode at your old place. Mm-hmm. And we were on the couch. And that happened. And I was just like, oh, oh my <laughs> goodness. I'm so into this. Yeah. I saw one episode. I saw the first episode when I was in middle, middle school. Mm-hmm. Because my 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 uh, weeaboo sensei, right, Jordan. Jordan. I was sent- like, what was her name? <laughs> Jordan Grooms. She showed me the first episode when we slept at her house, and I remember liking the animation a lot. Mm. And I knew a little bit about Utena because of all my extensive anime internet right. research. Well, I'm I mean, approximate knowledge. I mean, in, yeah. the, in the nineties, well, I knew it was an anime. It, I knew what the girl looked like. Yeah. 
I had no idea what the story well, was. Well, in, in like the mid '90s, because uh, Utena was 1997. Um, the the anime series, no one was alive. Back the, then. the manga started. The manga started in '96. Uh, yeah, and the anime started uh, in April of 1997. So, like, if you were at all an anime fan in the U.S. that was like beyond, I just watched Sailor Moon on TV. Like, right. if you took any sort of additional steps. You know, you you would have come across yeah. Utena if you were a Sailor Moon fan because it was Kuniyuki Ikuhara. And so, and there were a bunch of like production people who worked on Sailor Moon that were involved with Revolutionary Girl Utena. So like it was, it was definitely something that was a little more current mm -hmm. when Sailor Moon started to gain popularity in right. the US. I remember watching that first episode and being like, cool, okay, I'm on board. I'm on board for all of this. And then the shadow people showed up. Yes! And then I was just like, what just <laughs> wait what and then, and, then, and uh, Jordan and, and Jackie were just like don't worry about it man don't worry about it oh you were oh, one step man. ahead of us we used to pause it oh my and make God. guesses no and one time this was amazing uh Lola and I got blackout drunk oh, no. like black I like woke trashed. up using a toilet as a pillow <laughs> like it was it was not good kids never ever get as drunk as we were that night however it's ears because we literally we were taking like shots of whiskey out of um uh like ice cubes that had been frozen into the shape of shot glasses like it was it was a time uh, oh, no. I have a I have a headache from remembering I know I drank an entire bottle of white wine by myself and took several shots of whiskey like we mm. were like rock star drunk you didn't need to do that no we really didn't we no. really did we not. really didn't uh, <laughs> and but we just got trashed and like tried to figure out what no. all the shadow oh. placement <laughs> oh you guys no oh, it was amazing <laughs> i do remember like you know i've since watched all of utana as an adult mm -hmm. I, like last year i watched all of it yeah and i remember binge watching a good chunk of it and at some point there was one shadow play mm -hmm. that totally made sense I can't remember which one it is now, oh. but I just remember I was folding laundry and watching Utena and the shadow play happened and then it was over and I went, <gasps> I know what that was about. Yeah, oh. this is definitely a series. Not that I like encourage you to do drugs or anything, but like this is definitely a series that like, if you like to partake of marijuana, like it's Maybe a, you should for this one. It's a really good one. <laughs> uh, I, I'll tell you, just smoke some weed and watch it. <laughs> Just do it. Or do edibles if you don't do smoke. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. want to just have a nice edible and sit back and watch this, have fun. Yeah. Just uh, don't combine white wine and whiskey shots. Yeah, no, no that's a, that's after you've already been drinking beer to party. Like oh, it was not. It was, it was oh, dumb. And cider. Why was, you guys? It was just dumb. Did you hate your livers? Were you uh, mad at them? No, no. <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting night. Let's put it that way. Uh, leading up to that, but anyway, so yeah, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Uh, as I said, it's a the manga is written by Chiho Saito uh, and the anime is directed by Kuni Ikuhara, both of whom are part of sort of like Ikuhara's bros called B Papas. Oh, I'm hoping their name. I was really hoping their name was Ikuhara's bros. <laughs> nope. Like they have a it's like a he group. has a posse. It's, yeah, it's called they're a group called Bee Papas. It's a collective pen name uh, for like a bunch of people. Like uh, a, a bee as in an animal or like the letter B? B, like uh, like to be or not to be. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It's it, there's five members. Uh, uh, Yoji, 
in Okido. Uh, Shinya Hasaya, Hasegawa, uh, Kuniki Kukara, uh, Yuichiro Oguro, and Chiho Saito, uh, who, as I say, was the um, manga artist for the uh, for the manga of Revolutionary Revolution. Yeah. It's really funny. I don't know if either of you guys have read the manga. No. Um, as I said, it's it's way less weird um, than the anime series. There is an interesting little story at the beginning of it where basically like Utena is living with her. It's before she goes to Otori Academy at all. So she's like living oh. with her aunt. Uh, and this boy is like sort of in love with her. And then she kind of has this revelation where she's like, I'm going to go look for my prince. And he's like, man, that sucks. <laughs> uh, and then the story, as we know it, kind right. of uh, begins from there. Uh, but as I say, like, it doesn't have like the Black Rose arc is not part of it. Mm. Like you miss out on the like weirder symbolic right. stuff. So no, uh, no apocalypse car. Yeah, no, no apocalypse car. That's only in the movie Adolescence of Utena. Oh, by you're the way. right. See, mm -hmm. I watched all of that. Yeah. In one, but and I see, mean, even in the show, just like having people like straddling the roofs of cars. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, there's a lot of like sexiness that happens with Akio's car. Yeah. yeah. Like shirts are flying open and I'm not sure how they're holding on to no, them either. Tight pants are being know. worn. Like, like, are those Velcro pants and there's Velcro on the hood? I don't know, yeah. man. Is it like one of those sumo walls? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where, yeah. where you like, you jump off like the trampoline. Like at the block parties. Yeah. And uh, the and wall has Velcro right and your it. sumo suit has Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is funnier than watching that shit. Like, it's never not funny. Yeah. I was, when I was a senior in high school, I went to the senior party specifically because they were like, they have one of those Velcro walls. And I was like, <laughs> I hate all those people, but I'm going to that party. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and yeah. So the the Akio Tori saga is nuts. That's where all the shit with the car uh, goes down. But I mean, overall, it's like the the manga is a lot more sort of literal and straightforward than the anime, which is incredibly just like sort of symbolic and surreal yeah. and metaphysical. Yeah. And it, yeah. Revolutionary Girl Utna, if it were a book instead of a show and it had been written like a hundred years ago, they would teach college classes. Oh, a yeah, hundred percent. And guys would like get their like, they would write their thesis on yeah. like the meaning of the Black Rose arc yeah, right, yeah. of this of this old tome. Yes. Like, if it was old enough, Salvador Dali would have been like oh. into it. Oh and, yeah. And like some like metal band would be like, this entire concept album is based yes, on this. Yes, hundred percent. Exactly. Which speaking of, the music in the show is amazing. So it's still amazing. your, your ringtone. Yeah. When you call me, it's still yeah, the, yeah. the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the music in the, the show is great. The opening theme is cool. I re I always like the fencing thing. That the plays. No, yeah, the, the uh, um, Zatayu Mei Mogushiroku. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolute Destiny da, da. Apocalypse. Yes. Uh, like, yes. It's the same. Every time she goes to battle in the forest, it is the same footage. And it's the yeah. same song. Well, it changes once we get to the... Um, uh, the the Akio saga right. it changes but for slightly. the most part it's the exact same da, 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 da. segment yeah. and I never skipped it I was like I'm gonna listen to oh it. yeah no this was definitely one time. of those shows that like when I got it on DVD I watched the opening credits every single time because mm. I loved them yeah. so much it was like this and Cowboy Bebop it was like nope I always yeah. gotta watch the opening credits and Records of Lotus War the second Which, one. The second one. Okay, I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't remember the opening for the mm. OVA. No, I don't either uh, because the second one was so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The yeah, Kiseki no Umi is a is a really pretty song. Um, yeah. But yeah, so basically, like with Utana, it was one of those things. Again, if you if you were, you know, 
of the slightly more otaku variety uh, in like 2000 in the United States of America, which I was, uh, you were certainly aware of the presence of this anime series so that when I discovered they had the first half of the first story arc on DVD at Saturday Matinee, which was like our Suncoast, basically, oh, okay. um, uh, I bought it immediately. I had to. And I was like, and you know, there was a big thing on the cover that said, from the director of Sailor Moon. And oh, I think- They knew who they were playing with. I saw an ad for it, I want to say, in Ann America. Yes. Um, I saw, actually, they did like a whole write-up in Ann America mm -hmm. about the movie. Yes, I remember that right up. I had that issue. I this totally is, remember that. This is how I think this went. Uh, bear with me. <laughs> okay. So the two guys mm -hmm. at Saturday Matinee, they're opening up <laughs> and they're putting out the first copy and one of them is new and the other one's been working there for a while and the older guy goes, man, is she here yet? And the younger guy goes, who? And the older guy says, that little blonde girl. <laughs> and the younger one says, what are you talking? And you just hear, <laughs> and as the doors of the mall are opening, you just see Emma, like, like know with the sword, yes. just like she's like, I don't know what it is, but I need it. <laughs> and uh, and the younger one just watches it, yeah, happen. Listen, it's not too it's incorrect. Not yeah, it's truth. not far from the truth. Uh, but yeah, this series was definitely. Uh, God, I just was so so excited to watch this. And it did not disappoint. It's really good. At all. It's super weird. It's super weird. But it's really good. And I remember my mom like seeing the opening credits or something. She like came up to check on me or whatever. Because the way our old house <laughs> she was. She hadn't seen you in like three days. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> the way our old house was, we had a room over the garage uh, that was the media room. So we had like a big screen TV up there with a projector. And mm -hmm. um, so I would just like lock myself up there and watch anime. Uh, and just slide my sandwich under the door. Yeah. Mom. And it was. It <laughs> It was at the time, it was before I had seen the Sailor Moon R movie in Japanese. So mm. I was like still watching dubbed anime at yeah. that point. And I remember that the guy who worked at the EB Games, which is now GameStop, yes. across the way from Saturday Matinee. So this dub uh, was done in New York. So okay. it's like all Pokemon voices. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A it's a lot I of noticed, the same voices from Pokemon. I noticed a lot of similarities. So when I anyway, it. uh, the guy across who, who one of the guys who worked at the EB Games across the street, like I don't remember who he wanted me to be really impressed uh, that like what character specifically he wanted me to associate Crispin Freeman with, but Crispin Freeman was Toga in in Revolutionary Girl Luna. It was literally his first dubbing role oh my God. ever. I, I, mean, had... I mean, it may not have been like chronologically, but like yeah. it's the oldest anime series he ever dubbed. I had, and still do, have such a crush on Christmas. <laughs> and I've seen him in person. Yeah. He looks exactly the same as he did I've the first always, time I ever saw him. Yeah. all of his life. He's completely yeah. ageless, mm -hmm. and he's beautiful and blonde, and has g big blue eyes, and he's very charming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw him at BlizzCon. I w went into like the actor's holding area because uh, we were hanging out with Darren DePaul after we had finished. Oh, yeah. I yeah, we finished Darren. filming, and so we went to go, like, say bye to Darren. And then um, Chris Freeman was in there. Mm. And he uh, said something to Darren and, like, put a hand on his shoulder and then looked at us, and Darren's like, oh, these are my friends. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Yeah. Yeah, if I had, handsome, I, if I had to man. guess, he probably, the, the his friend, uh, probably wanted me to be impressed 
by Slayers, which I do love, but I had not discovered Slayers yet. But for me, I was like Crispin Freeman, and I was like, oh my god, he is Toka. That <laughs> is amazing. Uh, was he Zelgatis in the dub? Yeah, he's Zelgatis in the dub. Of course he yep, was, yep. I had a crush on Zelgatis. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, but anyway, so so like I said, like I got my hands on, on the first story arc of Utena, and my mom, I remember seeing the opening credits, and she was like, Oh, cool. It's about lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, maybe sort of. <laughs> I didn't really think of it as being yeah. about lesbians per se. See, and for me, when I saw that first episode, because uh, I, I guess I can thank Jordan Grooms for my entire mm-hmm. queer awakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she dropped the bomb on me about right, hero, hero and duo. duo. And then when I was at her house and we watched that first episode of Utena and Anthony was like, I'm your rose, I'm your bride now. Mm-mm. And I was like, whoa, what? And like, she wants to be a prince. What? <laughs> and then like, uh, my, Jordan was like, just go with it. And I was like, and, yeah. and I was like, an angel, Great. an angel descended from heaven <laughs> and whispered in your ear and said, "This is your aesthetic now." <laughs> and and boy, then flew away. Boy, were they right? Because yep. it totally is. Yeah, super colorful, super girly. Girls are cross-dressing. Yeah. There are lesbians. The boys are femme and pretty. Like, <sighs> this is my shit. <laughs> I just wanted my legs to be as long and skinny oh, as all the characters in this show. Like, I've wanted to do an Utena costume for years, and I'm never going to because my thighs would eat, <laughs> eat those shorts. They uh, would, those shorts would not be shorts. You need to do the movie and have the pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, she wears yeah. the trousers. Though I love her but shorts love outfit the shorts. in the movie so much. <laughs> The even though like them, just I, do it. even though like I love her short haircut in the movie and the little hat that she wears, yeah. but like that her like transformed into the outfit that more resembles what she wore on the show yeah. is amazing. Actually, it's really funny. Uh, in the manga, they very specifically say that she wears a rose colored jacket, and they don't really specify oh. like what color her hair is. And it's mm. and uh, there's a funny uh, panel like a side panel that uh, Chiho Saito like illustrated of her talking to Kuniyuki Gakara about like the anime and adapting yeah. it. And he was like, what do you think? Should we have like a, a should be a black jacket or a rose colored jacket? And she's like, oh, rose colored. Rose colored is way cooler. And he goes, great, black it is. Oh. And she was like, why did you ask why me? Why did you ask me? Oh. You'd already made up your mind. <laughs> By the way, like a bunch of people from Bee Papas like are singing the, the uh, Duelist songs. Shut up. The like coral heavy metal stuff. Yes. Awesome. Uh, Oh, it's so freaking good. <laughs> That's so At awesome. one point, I knew all the words to Absolute Destiny Apocalypse, including the, like, complicated part at the end. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 yeah, da, da, it's so da, good. Da, 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 da. Yeah, which kind of sounds like the X-Men theme. Oh, a little bit. Shut up. I was just thinking that. That song is bananas. Somebody make that mashup. Oh, my God. They're not the same key. No, they're not. With it, no, I don't know how the internet works. Someone no. make it happen. Maybe I can help you out, but it, the, I'm letting you know now they are yeah, not in the not same gonna key. Work. Somebody just re-record them in a different key. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to to exist. I mean, you could. So, Lola, you had not seen Utana before I showed it to you. No, ma'am. And were you aware of it at all? Not at all. Wow. Okay. Oh, Great. You went in like I went in clean slate, completely <laughs> cold. Ooh. No preparation whatsoever. And was this one of the first animes that you had ever watched? Because you didn't have a whole lot of anime experience before. Everything right? that I had watched before this point had been um, either um, the English, like 
Chop Shop, yeah. Dub mm-hmm. Dub, right? Like stuff. Speed Racer or Sailor Moon. Okay. Ooh. Uh, so we went from like Fox Kids, yeah, right. and Sailor Moon to, to Sword to Fight of Lesbians. <laughs> well, and it's interesting to me because I I definitely like credit this show with being one of those moments it was one of my like defining shows of okay i'm totally like full-on weeaboo now uh because (laughs) you know this was not anything that you could see on tv Mm -hmm. uh and for a long time they had only released the first story arc on dvd so this was one of the first things that i got fan subs of because i wanted to see it all the way through. And I think that was when I first started watching it in Japanese. And yeah. I was like, oh, I like this. I'm going to go back and rewatch the yeah. whole first <laughs> story arc in Japanese now, too. Uh, mostly because Mitsuru actually sounds like a child. Because in Japan, they're not afraid to have women do little yeah. boys' voices. Oh, yeah. Mickey's voice is like, not, yeah, does but, not well, both, both Miki and Mitsuru. Mitsuru. Yeah, Mitsuru, uh, oh, who's in love with Nanami. Nanami. Yeah. Yes. Nanami's yeah. apprentice. That's Nanami's right. apprentice. Nanami's Padawan. Oh my god, yes. Nanami's crazy. <laughs> oh, my... that was the other thing you were telling me about is she's not in the manga. She's not oh. in the manga, no. No, there's like, you see That's a picture of her, mm. I think, at some point in the manga. Um, and then in Adolescence of Utena, of course, you only see her as a cow, which yeah. is an homage to a weird bit. <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch an episode of this show, hi, watch the where Nanami turns into a cow. Or the one yeah. where she's hiding snails and octopi in Anthony's room. That one's not so weird That's compared weird to the other one. Nanami ones where I mean, she turns into a cow or, or thinks she egg. laid an I mean, she did it, <gasps> but she egg. thought she did I forgot about the The egg. one where she thinks she's laid an egg. Yeah. That's such a weird episode. Or the one where she thinks someone's trying to murder her. What's really fun, like... <laughs> When I was when I was binge watching it because it was on it used to be on Hulu, mm-hmm. Sam would always walk in when I was watching those episodes, yes. and so I was like, "The show's really weird, but it's really fun." And he's like, "Oh, well, maybe I'll watch it sometime." And then he'd come in every time I was watching a weird one, and he's like, "I'm not watching it, this show." Uh, <laughs> three three surfing elephants, and yeah. he's like, "Why?" And he's like, what? And he's like, "There's a giant like octopus in a closet." And he's like, "What?" And then Nanami <laughs> laid an egg, and he's like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's I will so never good. watch this show. And and then he walked in on me watching the movie when they turned into cars. And he was like, what is this? It's symbolism. <laughs> it's transcending the real, transcending the false world that you live in and going into reality, which is better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this really is kind of like, there's. it's like elements of the Matrix a little bit. Except a little that bit. they're not supposed to be like hooked up to something. It's just that like, they're living in this illusionary world of shoujo prettiness. I mean, I think I need to watch it more because like I... I don't it's know. It's not going to make more sense. No, but it, no, might, yeah. it might help a little bit. It's yeah. not going to help. But it's going to be um, fun, so watch it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so originally uh, in the U.S., it was... Uh, Por que no los dos? It, Por was, no los dos? Uh, it was licensed by uh, Mad Men Entertainment and Nozomi Entertainment uh, in the U.S. Uh, Mad Men Entertainment... Uh, lo- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? localized it distributed it in australia oh. um uh, and they i believe that they are also the ones that distribute sailor moon in australia and they are like crazy about <laughs> like the quality yeah. of stuff like they would not take sailor moon apparently originally in the format that viz gave it to them oh. i don't know if that's true but i heard a rumor that they basically were like oh no you know what just give us the footage we're gonna remaster it and we're gonna make this better <laughs> yeah 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 license that's the word i was wow. looking for my brain has just been like overload lately what are words? uh what is what how do words uh yeah but did uh, manga distribute the movie mad men no manga 
Uh, no, Nozomi distributes it in the U.S. The movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, no, no, no. The that's... adolescence of when it first was released in the States. Uh, I, as far as I know, uh, Nozomi has always been, they, they might've released it like in conjunction with, okay. uh, but they certainly hold the current distribution rights for it. Cause I feel it. like back in the day, <clears throat> all of the really gritty, weird movies mm-hmm. were being distributed by the manga company. Yeah. I, I can picture the logo the at movie, the beginning. Yeah. And Ugh, they did that Ninja is Scroll. such garbage, it's by the way. It's such garbage, but God damn it, I watched it a lot. <laughs> Because it was the only X I could get my hands on. Because I didn't have the manga. manga? No, oh. not in Oklahoma. Okay. And also, my mom would never have let me bring that home. Yeah, I there were did, there my were mom like just didn't see what was in that manga. Your mom's not religious. She's not. That's my true. mom is a Baptist. <laughs> ah, yeah. And I grew up in a small a, town. There is a very special dance that kids <laughs> whose parents were religious knew the steps to, yes. to get to do- shit into their house. Yes. And it was like, can it be at a friend's house? Yeah. Can yeah. it live in my backpack? Right. Does right. my mom look in my backpack? Right. Can yeah. it live in my locker? If it's in my house, who can I say it belongs <laughs> right. to? Yeah. That it's here. And where can it be hidden in my room? Yeah. And how can I pretend I haven't seen right. it yet if it is found? Whereas like yeah. my mom saw the like, you know, Utana and Anthe naked in the opening credits of Utana and was like, great, lesbians, you should keep <laughs> oh. watching this. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> Yeah, I man. don't even know uh, what yeah. would have happened my if that mom, had been found in my I mean, house. My mom wouldn't have been against like lesbians, but she, you know, it's taken her a long time, well, uh, to wrap her head around the fact that anime is not necessarily for kids. It's just animated. Right, right, right. Like it's it's it could still be adult, but also be right, animated. Right. And so when I first started watching anime, and there would be something super violent. She was like, this is a cartoon. Uh, and she'd be yeah. all outraged. And then I made her watch Ghost in the Shell and she's kinda she started to understand. Mm-hmm. And now now she totally gets yeah. it. But like early on my yeah. anime days, yeah. Yeah, I had to be very careful. My point about Nozomi Entertainment though is that even though the show is no longer on Hulu, uh, I wanna give a shout out, and I already did on Twitter, but anyway, uh, to Troy on Twitter. Uh, who let us know that actually it is all available on Nozomi's YouTube channel. Yay. So it's totally fine to go it's watch it there. Legally there. Yeah, you can watch it with subtitles. I don't know if you can watch it up. I think you can. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly all there in its completion with subtitles. Woo-hoo. And if you've never seen the show, you should watch it uh, because it's... It's pretty great. It's visually spectacular. I mean, there's nothing like if it. If nothing else. There's nothing there's, there's like no it. There's no other style like this one. No, no. Yeah, the art style is so unique to it and just sort of... The storytelling is very creative mm-hmm. and just artistic. Let's put it. Let's put it this way. There's a reason that so many people float the idea of it around for like stage productions. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's been several oh, yeah. stage productions. It was an opera. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think it is like technically mostly sung all the way through. But basically, mm-hmm. yeah. There are uh, one, two, three uh, productions <gasps> of it. Uh, and they're at, as far those? as I know, they are all Takarazukas. Um, oh, can we yeah. find them? Which makes sense based on sort of the I way the aesthetic style them. of the show. Yeah, I, I've never seen any of them either. Um, I want to watch those. But yeah, I, I definitely, definitely want. We to, should find uh, the Rose of Versailles one too. Check those out. Yeah, Rose of Versailles. I know has like a, a, a like all the way sung through more or less opera. We but should, yeah, but it's Takarazuka, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah I think, I should, think so. Anyway, find that I one too. Think, no, I I'm feel like that's what Sayaka. The thing that's really interesting is that um, Kuniki Kukara was like, nah, Rosa Versailles had nothing to do with this show. Like, I took nothing from uh, it. Are you sure? That's like when Joss Whedon was saying he'd never seen Outlaw Star. Yeah, or Cowboy Bebop. And it's like, 
Just bro, you've seen a little bit. It's bro, okay. It's all right on. to admit it's it. Fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, again, like just it's just visually very uh, compelling. Uh, and yes, the Rose of Versailles was definitely a Takarazuka, um, which again makes total sense because it's another like everybody's really pretty and oh. there's a girl cross dressing as a man anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I went and looking lots up of Utena. roses. I went looking up uh, pictures to show Kelby just offhand the uh, <laughs> Utena Takarazuka and all the Scarlet Pimpernel pictures started popping <gasps> up from the Takarazuka. We still and need my to find brain, that too. My yeah. brain just kind of shut down for a second. Why is everyone so beautiful? It's just rough and beautiful and swords. Well, and the you know the show itself already like takes stuff from Takarazuka in terms of like you say like ruffles and roses and swords. Yeah. Like that's uh-huh. all. That... I mean we we see that in in the parody of Takarazuka in uh or on High School Host Club. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's such <clears throat> a a like sort of visual uh, tell mm-hmm. for talkers. It's like where they, they kind of are taking stuff from that. Uh, and then, of course, they also have all the shadow puppetry, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> which is something on which its own. about the time you start to think you know what they're doing, a mm-hmm. UFO shows up and yeah. you're like, well, there goes my there theory. There goes my theory. I thought maybe it was about friendship and honesty, but now there's a UFO. I know, but like, I sort of weirdly looked forward to the bizarre shadow puppet. Oh, I did No, too. I love the shadow puppet, I did yeah. too. But I, the, like, I don't understand that. It was like um, a game that you knew you were never going to win. Yeah. Yeah. But God damn it, you wanted to play. You were gonna play. <laughs> Yep. You uh, figured one out one time. I did. Well, I was really drunk, so I don't remember. <laughs> I remember we were very impressed. I, like, nailed it, though. I'm going to have to go back yeah. and watch it because again. Because then I, I remember I did a little mini victory lap. Yeah. And then I drank more alcohol. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about uh, some of the characters yes. in this show, uh, just sort of in the order that they get introduced. Uh, we'll start with people who appear in the student council saga at the beginning. So, of course, we have Utana, who yes. is the Our main hair. character. Uh, her parents died when she was little. A benevolent prince came by. You will hear this at the beginning of most of the episodes. Dude, I have the piano music to Sunlight Garden still. Yeah, I still have that music. Oh, you have the sheet music? Yeah. I used to play it. But anyway, so she like was impressed by this prince who like came and made like, her don't cry happy right when yeah. she was a kid of course we find out there is a lot more to this story it's not yeah. like he just like showed up and was like they're there it's gonna be okay here's this ring pick up a sword and come fight someday yeah <laughs> like, there's it gets dark it gets it was real dark actually <laughs> um but utana basically never uh, meet your princess yeah, don't do it yeah. guys uh but basically because of this prince she decided that she wanted to be a prince yes herself which is pretty cool it is pretty cool it's pretty sweet uh and she kind of comes into the dueling because of her best friend, Wakaba. Um, oh, Wakaba. I love Wakaba. <laughs> she's such a mess. She's such, <laughs> to me, like, she's such an accurate depiction of a teenage girl. Yes. <clears throat> yes. I think that's, I think that's In true. In kind of the same way no one wanted to admit as a teenager that they were Usagi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, none, uh, everyone wants to be like, I'd be an Utna. I'd be uh, a jury. jury. Yeah. I'd, I'd be this person. We and would all be Wakaba. All no. Wakaba. <laughs> all of us. We all like the boy uh, that doesn't like his back. I'm, and oh we, God. And we are loud and clumsy and like, aggressively hug our friends. Yes. Aggressively hug our friends. Yep. Can't accept uh, the nice onion prince when he shows up. No. <laughs> no. 
because, of course, the guy who doesn't like her is like living with her of secretly. Oh, oh God. my God. That was a crazy. I know. Wakaba is one of those characters who, like, y- you know, she's introduced as being Utena's sort of. She's she's the Naru to Utena. Yeah. She's the gal pal. Yeah, yeah. But she, her story ends up becoming so much more sort of interesting and sad. Well, yeah, uh, because she gets pulled in during the Black Rose mm-hmm, arc, mm-hmm. and that gets crazy. I know. And I then the and then Sionji, like, shows up and lives at her house for a little while. Yeah, well, because Sionji, after he loses the duel to Utena a second time, yeah. like, skips town-ish, and he, like, only periodically shows up. Um, and then we find out that he like has when he like gets expelled or whatever that he's like secretly been living with yeah. Wakaba and, and eating all of her hot pockets <laughs> and, just, and just playing PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> just playing. Um, but but like and this is skipping ahead a little uh, to the Black Rose stuff. But the thing that's really interesting about that storyline is like Wakaba's whole thing of like for once she was special. Like Utena is special and yeah. she's ordinary right um and so you know when uh he was living with her and she kind of fancied that he actually returned her her affections even though i think deep down she knew that wasn't really the case yeah um but yeah so she basically like goes goes black rose crazy uh because of that whole thing of like i'm i'm not worth anything without this guy being interested in me whereas like really she is super important to Utena. Right. Because she's like the one person who's like really truly Utena's friend and has yeah. no ulterior motives and And she was Utena's friend before this whole Rosecrest business and before any of the dueling. Like, yeah. She's Utena's friend from the start. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh but yeah, oh, but she does she feels really insignificant and because she's like surrounded by all of these people like Sionji and Utena who she perceives as being like special and mm-hmm. destined for something better and she's like I'm just a regular girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because Sionji needs me, like, now I'm interesting. It's right. a real Xander moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, real Xander so moment. Xander. Xander for Buffy, who's like basically the entire show. That's his thing. It's yeah. like and that's very deliberately written that way. Yep. Like you have to have your powerless character. It's like Sokka in yeah. Avatar. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. You have um, that element, but unfortunately, if you're a teenage girl, that means you're gonna like hang out with guys that make you feel cool. Yeah, because that's your way of like I'm contributing, and it's right. like no, bitch, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> girl, no. Girl, no. Just yeah. go to a good college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, circling back to Uzuna, she's an interesting character from the point of view that like. Even though she's so determined to be, like, the noble prince who rescues everybody, like, she actually has, like, more of the characteristics of kind of the naive damsel in distress than she is aware. Like, she's not self-aware at all. She's just, yeah, she's the damsel who, who knows how to fight. Yeah. But not fight well. Right. She's like, I hit somebody with a stick once. I could fight somebody. Yeah. And I mean, and that is what makes her so capable as a duelist because she is too naive. She's she's like a kid. So yeah. like for She's example, unpredictable. Yeah. For example, it's like when I was touring uh with Missoula Children's Theater, I you know, we did a show in a week every week because you hand a kid a script and you say, Oh, you hand a kid a script on Monday at like five PM and go, You're gonna learn 
all of these lines in this whole script that is 60 pages by 4 p.m. on um, Wednesday. And they go, okay. Yeah. Because they don't understand the meaning of the word no. And that's like very much part of Utena's persona is that like to her – she has no limitations. Right. And, but that's also problematic because she can't see any of her limitations <laughs> and so people take advantage of her. Right. Uh, I mean, she gets into the, the whole... Uh, it, I mean, if you haven't seen at least the first episode, turn this off and go watch it and come yeah, back. Yeah, like, what are you doing? But, I, I mean, the whole reason she ends up in this situation is because she barges naively into situations and is like, I'm going to put a stop to things. And it's like, yeah. well, now you're involved in student council business. And she's like, why? <laughs> well, I'll put a stop to that. And then it's like, no, you're, no, you're just getting in yeah. deeper. Yeah. <laughs> you, stop being mean to that girl. Yeah. Well, now you have to fight me. Now, Fine, I will right. fight you. Now she's your bride. Everyone's right. going to want to fight you forever. And you're like, what? No, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> but at the same time, she like forges a real like friendship and then ultimately sort of a romance yeah. with Anthe. Mm-hmm. Anthe's a interesting character. She's a really interesting character. Because I can't character. figure out most of the time if I like her or not. I love her. Which I think is the point. I love but... her in Adolescence of Utada. Yeah. The movie. But like in the show, I found I found myself hating her towards the end of the series. Well, I mean, the the thing is that it's like you sort of, with, with Utada and Anthe, you have two kind of sides of the same coin of like Utana embodying like, I can do anything, I can save everyone, I'm the prince, and Anthe being like, I'm the damsel in distress. My fate is always tied to somebody else. I can't, I don't have any thoughts of my own. I can't do anything on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but also being aware of how sort of like bleak and awful the world is right. and just sort of like submitting to this weird, like incestuous relationship that she has with her brother. Um, that and, shit was rough. Right. And it comes from the whole like dark fairy tale of the Rose Bride, who yeah. was the sister of the prince who was constantly having to rescue everybody and you know he was killing himself over it and she locked him up to be like no I want to keep you here with me and it came from a good place but then like she was taking the prince away from the world and And then the world started to suffer yeah exactly exactly so but yeah but with Anthony like the more you go the further you go into the show the more dark you find out that she is mm-hmm. because of the incestuous relationship with her brother, but also she's a little manipulative. I find her to be a little yeah, manipulative. Yeah, she is a little bit manipulative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's also got a little bit of this thing that you see <clears throat> in shows with characters that have been around for like uh, centuries or basically like, like you see it mostly in characters like Highlander type yeah. shows where there's a lot of immortality where it's a character that on the surface seems to be very like kind of just like going with the flow, yeah. whatever. But then there's this like dark void in yeah. them. And yeah. it's they're like, haha, like here's my fun and happy. And then it's like, but everything is dead inside and I've seen more anguish than you will ever see. And I could kill you now and it wouldn't affect me more than anything that's ever happened. Yeah, to you. exactly. Here's a, here's a beautiful flower. Well and I mean that's that is ultimately like the the end in the end of the story when Anthe in in the series like ends up stabbing Utena yeah. because she can't accept a girl as the prince even though she wants to like yeah. she's she has feelings for Utena and she does and she does legitimately care about her but like it's when Utena then after getting stabbed like continues to tr- struggle to try to save her and like takes the sort of hatred or whatever that blade thing is I mean, the end is knows, real weird guys. the end is real weird <laughs> we don't know um in her place and she gets stabbed like and then kind of disappears from 
the matrix yeah from the (laughs) matrix that's exactly what it is like she basically disappears from the matrix and then anthe is able to go no i do like i that i think that's supposed to be like the first time she has had legitimate feelings for somebody Mm -hmm. other than her brother whom assuming you know he was the prince like there is some guilt there Mm -hmm. of well i i took the prince away from the world and everything was terrible and everybody hates me so I now have to keep him for myself mm-hmm. and just submit to this whole Rosebride thing because there's nothing else. Yeah. I don't deserve anything else. Right. I've ruined it. This is my yeah, punishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's definitely got like the old gods feel about yeah. Totally. Like, totally. I've seen so many worlds be born and die and I just don't know that I can feel anything anymore. Yeah. Part of why she's so angry at Utena is because she actually feels... Yeah. yeah, and it's like how fucking dare right. you? Right, and it's yeah, and it's it, it's not only that she feels something for Utana specifically, but that Utana feels so strongly in general. Like if you about were, everything about everything. Like mm-hmm. if you were an empath, like Utana, like in the sense that like Hisoka is in um uh uh Yamino Matsue, like she would be a nightmare to be around yeah. because it would just be too overwhelming. Oh my god, Yamino Matsue, yeah, That's- girl. Old school, man. I love Yami Matsue. <laughs> totally a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, also, interestingly, guilty pleasure of Amanda Miller's. <gasps> I was like, I felt like I was the only one that ever watched that. Nope. And when she like brought up, she's like, you ever see uh, Yami no Matsue? I was like, girl. <laughs> girl. Also, also giant Yowie hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, Huge. Yeah. Yep, yep. Huge. It just yep. translates to like, holy fucking shit, look at those hands. Like, for serious, though. Um, but anyway, uh, it, yeah, so it, that's the thing that like I love about this series that like none of the characters are like super cut and dry. Like no. they're all extremely complicated. And it's cool because like in the beginning, you, you're set up with your Oh, archetypes. yeah, you have like, all your anime here's, archetypes. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, here's your heroine. Here's your damsel. Yeah. Here's, here's the bad boy. Here's your princess here's, here's yeah. the the local shitty guy who's not the boss fight right he's like your beginning yes, right. uh and then it turned, but then like the further down the rabbit hole you mm-hmm. go like toga's got a lot of layers even though at first oh you're like what God. a fucking playboy I asshole love toga. i love toga I lo- by the end of the show i love toga i hated and, him for a while and in the movie um so the the catalyst for the movie it, it's interesting like there's sort of elements of the movie and the manga that kind of overlap and there is a manga of adolescence of utana as well Mm. um but anyway so like in the movie the catalyst was that utana was supposed to have had this boyfriend when she was younger and they broke up in this false memory that she has created for herself uh and then she like goes to find him at otori academy yeah um and it turns out you know toga was her ex-boyfriend but he didn't they didn't break up he drowned like he drowned saving yeah he's a ghost he's a ghost and that scene where she realizes holy shit like you because that's one of the things so in the uh in the series utana kind of like makes akio into her prince yeah um which is not like totally wrong he kind of is like the devil side of dios is akio the pink-haired boy no no no, no, no that's no, mikage that's, that's soji mikage in the black Akio rose is the Anthe's brother. brother yeah that's right bro, bro, um, the chair, yeah. chairman the chairman <laughs> the, the the to be chairman because he's engaged to the chairman's daughter which by the way oh, and i tweeted yeah. this too i i i was wrong about the person with a, a crazy a crazy person with a k name uh who Ayuri Kasa does the name of she does the voice of kane 
Coastway, not Coastway. Uh, I also figured out that three of the six are Rose, uh, Black Rose duelists are women with their names beginning with K. Whoa. So it's a lot, a lot yeah, of Ks. Yeah, it's a lot of Ks. Not, this is not a good world for your name to begin with K. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there's Kanae, uh, Coastway, and um, Kiko. Yep, not a like, crazy uh, friend. This is like the going to the, the, the grade school class that had like 12 Sarahs. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And like 10 Kaylas. Yeah. Yeah. And about five Dylans. Yeah. Crystal A, Crystal K, um, Crystal M. Are, are the crystals here? Yeah, yeah. the crystals here. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. So she goes, she goes to and she, Oh, like yeah. So, yeah, the ghost. Where... Oh, my God. But in the. In, in the movie, that's one of the things that I, I sort of love is that like mm -hmm. Toga was her prince, yeah, and she realizes that, and and you know she was like, I came to find my prince, and, and he's it was dead. it was you, and now I'm gonna let go of you, and I'm gonna be the prince for Anthe who needs me, and oh, it's so beautiful. I need, to watch, it. I need to watch the movie again because like, it's such a blur in my brain. I when I watched that scene, so basically like that's the Black Rose portion of the movie where like you see the creepy hands on the chairs and Utena follows it and she yes. gets in the elevator and so like she and Toga are both in the elevator having this conversation as she like unlocks her fake memory like she realizes she has fake memories yeah. and real and remembers what actually happened it's like very legion I don't know if you guys are watching legion on no, FX I need to watch but legion. it's so Shush. fucking good you can watch it on Hulu um uh you cannot watch it on Hulu you could watch the first episode on Hulu oh you can okay or I don't know. like the first three on oh is it is it on really because FX usually doesn't have their stuff on yeah, Hulu. usually have to use their that's app. what I thought too but legion has uh, is on Hulu that's why I didn't think I'd be able to watch it uh, but it's, it's on there so good and if you guys liked Downton Abbey and you thought that Matthew Stevens was good on that show holy fucking shit he's amazing <laughs> um, but anyway uh, uh, but that scene where she like realizes what happens and like the elevator just like divides and it fills up with water and like oh, oh my yeah. god I like yeah. sobbed that was like like direct impact on my book. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. first book. Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, there's like a uh, the book I one, the first book that I'm, I'm writing is like uh, there's yeah. a lot of water imagery and a large like definitely one of the moments that like really inspired that is that elevator scene where the memories unlock oh, and the water fills up the elevator. I yeah. feel like that that Black Rose arc with a creepy elevator and those chairs with all the pointy fingers really freaked me out. Oh, it's mm -hmm. terrifying. And like I had a like I had a nightmare once. That had like the hand chairs. Where were we that we walked into a room and there was a big row of chairs after we had discussed oh this? Oh my god, I don't know. We, we were, were in we were somewhere. We were in a, a a banquet hall or a hotel or something, and Kelby and I walked into a hallway and she literally grabbed my arm and I was like, "What?" And she pointed and we looked and it was just like a big row of empty chairs. Oh, yeah. She was like, "If I see any signs with hands on them, we are no, getting out of here now. We are leaving." Oh man, I don't remember where we were. But it was like there were was fancy. But that was a terrifying like moment. I, uh, my blood turned to ice. I was like, don't get in any no! elevators. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's the thing is that Toga is very much painted as being sort of this man slut. Man slut. And he is. He is. But he kind of realizes that like he's not as influential as Akio is, even though like he is very clever and manipulative also. But like in the end, he's not such a bad guy. And he, you know, the reason he wants to beat Utana in the duel in the end. You know, the first time 
when he beats her in the duel, it's like, oh, it's, you know, you need to just be like a beautiful woman mm -hmm. and and accept that you need a prince to rescue you. And then that fight, when she fights in the girl's uniform and the uniform gets all cut up, it's yeah. amazing. It's yeah, so it's good. And she like beats it with like the broken half of the sword. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I do like that episode. Um, but because that's when she kind of comes to the realization of like, oh, Anthe like really... It, her personality is completely dependent on who she's with, yeah. and I want to break her free of that cycle. Um, and in and in the end, when Toga duels her again, he legitimately like wants her to lose so that she won't have to go through everything in the apocalypse saga at the yeah. end. Like he he really does want to save her from that more than yeah. like it, her idealized prince self. It yeah. go it goes from like you should be a pretty girl for me to let me shoulder this burden for yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to like Toga's turnaround in the show I really enjoyed because I hated him for a while. Yeah. I was like, God, oh, you're yeah. such an asshole. Yeah. And he like sleeps with any with everything that moves. When he sends her a dress. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and, he, and I hated that. I was like, you fucker. Yeah. And then like, you know, toward towards the end of that second arc and then the apocalypse arc, it was just like, man, Toga, God, you have so many layers going on. Yeah. And, yeah. But no one has layers the way that Jury had layers. Oh, damn. <gasps> I love Jury. I felt like I got punched damn. in the face. That revelation. And by the way, that's Katona Mitsuishi who does her voice. Oh, who is she? Her oh my God, she's Usagi. Usagi. Oh, whoa. What? That's more what she sounds like in real life. Wow. Yep. Yep. That's a little closer to her real speaking voice. She pitches her voice up and makes herself sound oh. young for Usagi. Snap. Yep. I have a hard time memorizing Japanese names. Yep. So holy fucking shit. She is so good. She's um, completely unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, she's also uh, uh, Misato in Evangelion. Oh, snap. Yep. Okay. Yep. Damn. That's mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this I felt a little bit ashamed of myself when this plot twist happened because I was like, "Look at my little heteronormative brain." Yeah. It was like, "Oh, a flashback. Oh, there's a love triangle. Oh my god, oh, they both like that guy." But it was. Th this is the thing, though. Is and that like, oh, it was not about oh, it was the a boy. Fake out. For me, watching this in like 2000, 2001, or whenever I got the DVD, like that wasn't so weird for me to be completely blindsided by it. And I, certainly when it aired in 1997, like... Oh, yeah, there wasn't really... No any, one was doing, no. was doing that. No, I mean, it was certainly always a little bit more common in Eastern storytelling than Western storytelling, but, like, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I was. I was totally blindsided by it, and I was like, oh, my God, like, that just makes her character so interesting. Oh, uh, Shiori is the fucking worst. Shiori oh, has the worst. She literally, yeah. Shiori literally has no redeeming characteristics. She's a sociopath. Yeah. Yes, she's a monster. And like they fake you out by making her seem kind of the victim mm -hmm. in the whole. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't <sighs> know. Oh, how could I have possibly not? You're my friend, Shiori. Yeah, and then and she then starts you, pulling the strings. Yeah, and then you're like, "Oh my god, you fucking cunt!" Like, yeah. why are what you the worst? Doing. You know what you're doing. Yep, and she knows that Jury's in love with her. Yeah, and, and she just like fucking uses That's that. What's so tragic. And then when Ruka comes back, like, there's that whole thing where she's like trying to make nice with him, and she's like polishing his sword and mm -hmm. blah blah blah, and he's like, "Yeah, that's um." That's not my sword. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's awful too. Yeah. Jury's <laughs> cool. Jury's I know. Got some yeah, but she layers. does. She literally has the worst friends. Yes, her friends are garbage. Yep. Jury needs to do better for herself. Yeah. She does. She, she does. 
and Utna need to go on like a Thelma and Louise style yes! adventure yeah. minus the death. Yeah. Yeah, minus the driving off a cliff thing. Well, we could drive <laughs> off a cliff as long as we don't crash the car later. Just right, exactly. In this, in this world, we could UFO. do that. That seems like, I mean, Utna turns into a car and then like that is, she and Anthea are just like laying on. She turns into a weird looking car. That well, it's car an evolving so, car. It's, a, it's such a weird like bio car yeah like, that's up, guys she turns into a car yeah, in the movie in, in the, the movie. adolescence of Utena yeah. strap the fuck in the <laughs> a heroine becomes a car literally transforms into a car and then breaks down into like a motorcycle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then the two girls are just naked on the axle <laughs> yeah and hold each they other they are on the motorcycle yeah, but they like also sort are of, the motorcycle yeah yeah but that's then they're true. just on the chassis afterwards yeah exactly and they're just like rolling down the road naked so, into, like, the Grand into the real world, the guys. World. No, I, I still like it. And again, it. and in that in the movie, it's like Anthe makes the choice by putting the key in the ignition of the car and Which going. Was very cool. Yeah, it is. And then the car sort of like rematerializes. I don't. I feel like it was supposed to be more symbolic. The car thing oh, of like oh, she yeah. of actually turned into a car. No. But this was like Anthe's final illusion basically right. but again this would be like the whole there would be a whole class yes. oh my god yeah they would be like all right everybody all you college sophomores yeah i want to hear from you mm-hmm. did she literally turn into a car or is the car a metaphor and if so yeah what is the metaphor, is the metaphor? and then like the class spends an hour and a half screaming at each other about like whether or not the car happened yeah yeah, yeah. That's the show in a nutshell, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It is great. And the thing is, we could talk about this all day. Oh, my God. For just hours but, and hours. But what is the joke I was making about Utena? It's like, Emma, have you seen Utena? Yeah. Can you explain it to me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I can sit here and theorize yeah. about it all day. I mean, the same thing with, like, I mean, maybe it's just me because I'm still new. I'm so new to it. Maybe people who have liked it for, you know, since it ever came out. Maybe they have better answers than I do. But I feel the same way about Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I love Twin Peaks. Uh, oh, my God. Can I tell you what is happening most of the time? No, not no. really. Or that like would be the, the best director or like the, story combo or, or, in a perfect or, uh, world. like the FX series Fargo. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a lot of really good sort of non-linear stories with... Surrealism. surrealism exactly i'm into that yeah yeah um uh just let's get through uh the last couple uh members of the student council oh, that's yeah. right. there's so many people uh, on so many. i know uh of course there's dear sweet miki oh, oh baby. i felt so bad for him he's so precious i and know he just gets what smacked around what they all the time K-pop? what's the word for when you're the youngest member of the group oh i don't know I don't, mm, uh, something like that hang on hang on I'm gonna you guys up. are way more well versed uh, in the k-pop than i am uh, i'm just now there's getting like on board. there's a term that's like the youngest member of the band <laughs> it's like it's like this like catch-all it's like oh you're the baby of the group it's like yeah. specifically for bands but i feel like it applies to the student oh, council I'm sure I yeah i think it's Macne? Something Mac-nai? like that. Devin oh. would know. <laughs> I'm so bad at pronouncing Korean. I can't do it. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, that. He's he's that. He's like, he got... Oh, he's just like, you're like, too, you were too sweet to be here. Yeah. yeah. You're too good to be on the student council. You Why are you here? Transfer to an art school without swords. Mm. Go to a conservatory. And yeah. not with your sister. And not with your sister. Not with your sister. Because oh. she's awful. She's another she... one of those really... Like, that's the thing is there are some people... like. What I love about this show is that, like, the bad guys are just awful people. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes they redeem themselves later, but it doesn't stop them from being awful people. No, not at all. And then some of them 
just are awful all the way through. Like Shiori, who is terrible. All I the hate time. her so all, much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like Kosuei, you sort of understand her motivations like a little bit more than Shiori, who's just straight up a sociopath. Yeah. But like she's really awful. Yeah, Kosuei is awful. And everything she does is just to like get her brother's attention. Yeah. And it's like, leave him alone. He's actually got shit going yeah. for him. Though I do love in the Black Rose uh, saga how once they get stabbed with the Black Rose, they like confront the person that is like, you know, holding them back or right. whatever, or who they perceive as holding them back, and they draw the sword out of them. Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, I, the Black Rose arc is probably my That's favorite. That's so cool. Just it's like the so forcible, cool. like just literally that act of like, I'm going to tell you everything I think about you, and then I'm going to rip a sword out of you that so isn't even good. supposed to be I know. there. I think about that sometimes Damn. when I'm like really uh, <laughs> like hurt by somebody. I'm like, if I, I, if I were in this vulnerable state and the Black Rose saga was currently happening, I would be confronting you later with dead eyes and pulling a sword out of your body. <laughs> Yep. It's kind of a nice thought, actually. It is. It's a little cathartic. It's pretty yeah. comforting. Yeah. Uh, then there's Sionji. Uh, yeah, Sionji. We touched on I him a little bit. He's uh, he's pretty terrible, but like, I don't. At the end of the day, like he's kind of, I I harmless is not the right word, no. but like he's not. He doesn't matter at the end of it. You know no. what I mean? Like literally his exact fears come true of that like he's insignificant and everybody he knows and loves is going to die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's just irrelevant to the experience. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Like I hate I hated him because our first introduction is him smacking a girl in the face and I was like mm -hmm. slaps you his girlfriend motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And then like you, you know he, he progresses and he loses the duel and he gets kicked out and then that's when he's living with Wakaba and you're just like mm -hmm. god, I feel sorry for you. Mm -hmm. But not in like I understand you. Like I still hate your guts, and now I feel bad for you. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop you from getting kicked out of the house and having to live in your van. Mm -hmm. But I would just look the other way while you started the van. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would pretend I didn't see you while I was mowing my lawn. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he's just the he's awful. Uh, and then of course my favorite stand-in member of the student council, uh, who appears when her brother is uh, locked himself up in their mansion uh, because he's sad that Utana beat him in a duel. Uh, Nanami Kiryu! Nanami! Oh, man. She's oh, something. She is such a great character. She's just... All of her stories are bananas. Oh, um, man. But, like, it, but honestly, like she is being manipulated just as much as any of the other members yeah. of the student council are, and she's totally being used by her brother who might be her brother or might not, not be. actually be her brother. That's right. Um That's and right. like she has a big brother complex Definitely. but she does have a moment where like she realizes what's cuz she knows what's happening between Akio and Anthony. She walks in on them. Yeah. Which is such a good scene. Oh, yeah. And then she's Cause like Cuz they try to play it off. They're like, "What? No, we're what?" Mm, sort of. But uh, like but not in the like, "Oh, they're just like there's nothing happening here. Nothing. Casual, yes. casual, casual. It's that very like uh uh blue bloods like Law and Order SVU. Yeah, like, I think we're like my father knows your father, so I know that we'll never discuss this. Yes, yeah, it's totally that. Um, <laughs> but she like, but it's interesting. She has like a sort of come to Jesus moment with that, where yeah. she's like, oh. No, I don't love my brother in that yeah, way. In, in that, that way. way. <laughs> She's like, it's too real now, man. It's I can't real. unsee that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God. The the episode, I mean, it's such a sad episode 
uh, but the episode where you find out that she drowned a cat. Oh my god! Because she, because thought, her she thought her brother loved, loved it, loved it too more much. than her. Oh, that episode like is so good and so disturbing, but mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, yeah. All oh, the all man. the flashbacks to Little Nanami. She's so cute, and, and like, murderous. Yep, and murderous. <laughs> it's some real bad seed territory. Yeah, like if and, you were the nanny, you'd be really concerned. Yes, <laughs> yes. But like the thing that's interesting is that like even though Nanami does a lot of awful stuff, like she's not one of the characters that has no redeeming qualities. No, I don't think I don't hate her. Yeah. She's just some, crazy. There are some mean popular characters in TV shows and movies where you don't understand why anyone would hang out with them and you're like, mm-hmm. "Why? Why would anyone talk to you?" Yeah. And then there are some that you're like, "Oh, I told I would totally like be drawn to this yeah. like yeah. And I feel like if you walked into that school and she was like, "You, you're one of my new best friends." You'd be like, yeah. "Okay." Yeah. I mean, I guess, sure. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of Traf- Trash Prince Murphy from The 100. Mm. Oh, she does have Trash where, Prince like, you quality know, to yeah, her. Yeah, we're like they're kind of awful and they're um But sometimes you have fun. But sometimes yeah. you have fun, but also like they'll do the right thing at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But they're going to be shitty about yeah. it. Uh, kind of like uh, season season 1 of Buffy Cordelia. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she. I feel like Nanami is one of those characters who's a very Cordelia-like character in that, like, if this story were to continue on, she would ultimately be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, you see, like, in the right scenario, she yeah. could be used for good. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But left to her own devices, she's just going to, like, bully but people. You also, but at the same time, like, for all that she's, like, bullying her friends, like, Keiko has, like, the one-up on her where, like, She's really only like hanging out with Nanami to get close to Toga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you find out in her like Black Rose Ugh. episode. She pulls the sword from Nanami, doesn't who does she pull the sword out of? Uh I think that Toga's her like Rose Bride. Oh really? Yeah. But doesn't Nanami pull the sword out of Toga too? She does, yeah. Later. So Toga he gets, gets two swords. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Poor well, guy. well cause not, cause, uh yeah, because uh um uh Suabuki pulls the sword out of Nanami. The little boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so cool. But no. no. But Nanami pulls a sword out of to- Toga. Yeah, Toga is Nanami's yeah. rose bride. Yeah. And then so well, is, and Toga's also her well, friend's rose bride. If yes. you go around Poor playing guy, with man. girls' hearts. You're right. No, yeah. I know. It's, if, you, it's, if you go waving it he around deserves it. and breaking girls' hearts, once they get the ability to rip swords out of you, mm-hmm. they, they are going to. Yeah. But it's interesting because like Keiko is like the least interesting story in the Black Rose arc. Like Mitsuru's is way more interesting because like, He's somebody who, like, he and Nanami do have, legitimately have a friendship. Yeah. Um, and he is very invested in her. And it's and in it, he kind of, like, has a moment where he, like, has that other girl who he's, like, watching movies with. And he tries to be an adult. And oh, she yeah. also, like, laughs him off as just being a little kid. And right. It's some good, like, character growth for him, though, of, like, moving on from sort of idolizing Nanami. Right. And, like... Putting on our pedestal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and that and Nanami is like in her own way aware of that. And again, like that's just one of those moments where it's like Nanami is not all awful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, she's very complex. She is. She's yeah. very complex. <laughs> Much like that Black Rose uh, saga is. <laughs> quite, it's quite a time. Woo! It's my favorite one though. Yeah, I love it. I think I figured out. Okay. What's... The elevator and oh. all the, and the shoes and the coffins and stuff. Okay, go for it. Um, and I'm going to try to explain this. Okay. Because just because it makes sense in my brain doesn't mean I can actually say it in yeah. words. So the black, the, I believe, because they tell you mm-hmm. that there was an accident mm-hmm. and that's what all the shoes are. It's all these dead kids. Yes. Um, 
when they burn the coffins at the end when things go wrong, mm-hmm. I think the bodies of those kids are still around. And they put either some sort of like like the souls or the essence of those kids right. into the duelists. Yeah, that, that I always thought mm. that as well. Okay. That there was definitely a correlation between all the like dead you kids always and the duelists. see a coffin like expelled yeah. when the person gets the black rose. Right. So yeah. So uh, yeah. I think that mm. like it's the ri- it's not necessarily they're possessed mm-hmm. by it's like mm-hmm. the, the grudge, but it's like yeah, it's, it's the like anger, that, it's the rage, it's the death energy, yeah. right? And it was supposed to have all happened a really long time ago, even though <clears throat> like uh, Mamiya and Mikage are like the same age that they were when the accident went down, and we yeah. find out that like Mikage maybe sort of had a thing with the sister, uh, and like that. Like Mamiya is not the character that he's envisioning him as. Like it's so crazy. Mommy, which one's Mamiya? The the one that uh, Mikage is trying to put forward as the Rose Bride. Yeah. That you see as a little Indian boy, but then you see is yeah. just a little white boy actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Man, it's the like shit. it's like the false memories, and, and and there is this thing where it's like. There's a bunch of different theories about like okay, so this was the first instance of. Otori Academy trying to get the power of end of the world mm-hmm. and it all went horribly terribly wrong right. and everybody died. Um, there's other people. Uh, there is a theory that Mikage uh, is actually uh, Utena's father um, with Mamiya's sister um, because we know her parents are dead. Yeah, uh, and he could he would have been like 18. So like biologically, he certainly could have you've been seen her what, father. You've seen the way these kids cavort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no teachers supervising them, right? So right. At right. All. And their bunk beds are the size of king beds. So his room. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely one of the more and at the end it nobody has any recollection of it happening. Yeah. So like it it ultimately literally matters not, not at, at all, all, but like in a really cool, creepy way and not in a like a Alanon way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not that I don't like some of the stuff no, with Alanon, no, no, but no, like but it makes no difference one way or the other. at all. Yeah. I always saw it as this had happened very recently, but mm. the nature of the disaster. Like the the magic the, the like the reality warping right of the school. just erased them all the dead kids from the memory of the mm. living students. Yeah. So not like it happened a long time ago. Like this happened six months ago. Oh. And the like the reality just reset itself mm-hmm. so that no one remembers this hundred, two hundred kids are dead. Are dead. It's just like oh, there's a building that we don't go near. We don't know why. We don't know. Perception filter. It's just because the perception filter. Yeah. Like, phased them out. Well, and it's implied, too, that, like, Akio was sort of manipulating this as well, and that, like, Mamiya was actually, like, Anthe in disguise. Like, like Mikage's view of him anyway it's it's, it's very, very complicated, complicated. I still, if you're confused so am i so yeah. are we all yeah we're but, all impl- we're all confused but the black rose clan is my, oh my god the, is my the black favorite. rose saga is amazing yeah. it's yeah, amazing clan, sorry clan. dark moon clan <laughs> black rose yeah, saga. black moon clan sorry. black rose saga it's I'm, all good they're all, all good. getting married in my brain <laughs> yeah yeah that's black my favorite potatoes arc. black potatoes <laughs> yeah but that's my favorite arc in utana yeah i like that arc a lot as well but yeah that uh which then feeds into the uh, the Akio, which that hell is hell, hell if weird. Hell if I know what any of that shit was. Yeah, same. yeah. All the I watched the car. it, and all I can say is, uh, 
there's a lot of cars. There's a lot of shirtless boys. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and Anthony fucks her brother. Like that's yeah, what yeah, I walked well, away and with. And that's where we also start to get into sort of like the history of the Rose Bride and Dios. And I mean, you know, we talked about that already but yeah it's the castle's uh, not the greatest thing you probably don't want to get there yeah exactly and and i mean but that that is the sort of upside down castle yeah Yeah, the upside down castle like oh that thing you're trying to get to you don't want to get there yeah Yeah. that's kind of the allegory really though for like the whole show which is that like you are living in this false reality again it's like the matrix it's like you're living in this reality and all you're doing by like obtaining the power of end of the world is like breaking out of that illusion and do you really want to do that you know like uh, it's very thought provoking yeah Yeah. i kind of want to watch the whole series again it's so freaking good (laughs) it's so good it's amazing um who uh are all of y'all's favorite characters um jerry's your favorite utana yeah, my favorite character is not me. <laughs> Shocked, but uh, but I always really identified with Utana. Yeah. Um, from the point of view of like a girl that wanted to be a prince, because I always, and especially like I watched this when I was going through my like you know yeah. problematic feminist stage, right. so I couldn't see, and and that's what Utana is yeah. as a character is the like you know naive young uber feminist, and that's that's what I was yeah. so and she has to sort of learn the yeah she has to unlearn harsh it. reality yeah she has to unlearn that and you know especially I remember being very affected because I I had fan subs of this all the way through to the end um being like so heartbroken and scandalized that like Akio like takes advantage of her like sexually yeah mm-hmm. um yeah and uh yeah so because Crazy. because it was she was very much like the strong cool character but like she falls for Akio just like everybody else yeah. and oh it's so good don't meet your prince kids yeah never meet your prince yep yep <laughs> uh but yeah it, it again it like it just challenges sort of the societal norms but it's also like coming to realize that like that is more complicated than Mm-hmm. you naively think. It's right. like Utana thinks, oh, I can just dress as a boy and, uh, you know, wield a sword and save girls and I'm a prince. Yeah. But, like, there's more she, to it. Well, she's also. it's also like you're still a woman. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> because of that, the world reacts differently mm-hmm. to you. People treat you different. Yeah. Like you, you're going against who you are instead of working with who you are. Yes, right, which is something she has to learn. Yeah. As the series goes on. You so. also see a really interesting um, parallel with her and Katniss Everdeen in a way where they both tend to present as like, we're the strong, mm-hmm. like alpha character, but they both have moments um, in their perspective shows um, where they're like, why is everyone being so sexual? Why are these things happening? Mm-hmm. It's like, because you're an innocent yeah. and they're seeing you blush. Yeah. You are fresh meat. They, You yeah. know and they know yeah. that you can kick their ass, but they also know that they can play you romantically right. and sexually yeah. because you are such an innocent, pure yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. That like in, in Hunger Games, like 
that's the reason that like um, Finnick. Finnick is like propositioning her and right. Joanna's getting naked all the yeah. time. Yeah. It's like not for anyone else. It's because they're like everyone knows how pure you are yeah. and it's like flies to garbage. Yeah. And in Utena, well, all these like experienced well, it, they, corruptive it's sexual because people. They were, yeah. they were once innocent too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even in, and in the movie too, exactly. you, like, you, you even see that like with Anthe right from the get go when you know Utena first wins her in the duel from Sionji and they are like in the um uh they're like in Utena's dorm room yeah. basically and Anthe like starts like making out with her and she's like this is weird I can't do this yeah um and be- because Anthe in the movie like they cut to her be she's a much more like kind of openly sexual sort of character in the I movie I like her a lot more in the, the, the movie I love her in the, the movie the rose bride is like all services. Yeah. yeah. Not like that's where the sword is. It's like, nah, it's like, that's your bride. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's your party time bride. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, and again, like, I the, I can't recommend the movie enough. The movie is so weird and it yeah. is a retelling of the whole series. Um, I mean, I would watch the show before I watched yes, the movie. Yes, I would definitely watch the show because the movie assumes that you're familiar with the characters. Yeah, yeah. But if you are familiar with the characters, it's like such a wonderful like cap on everything, yeah. even though it's technically a retelling. But there's a little more solid of an yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I was going to say, actually, the ending in the movie like is a little more clear than mm-hmm. the ending in the series. Yeah. Um, in a, so much so that like I really don't remember the ending of the show. Yeah, I remember the ending of the, the ending movie. of the show is very open ended. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but the and I like I, and sometimes I like open ended endings. Sometimes I don't. In the case of this, I love the open ended ending, but I also love the ending of the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, God, the movie is <laughs> the animation in the movie is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Like the it's it's super stylized mm-hmm. the same the way the show is, but because it happened later, mm-hmm. the technology at the time, it was just Yeah, and much... it was it had a film budget too. Right, right. So, so it's super fluid and vibrant. Yeah, and... and all the character redesigns in it are amazing. Yeah. Everybody looks good. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh yeah. This is a great series, guys. Um I honestly it is it is one of the quintessential shoujo series. It's one of the best anime series of all time. I agree. Uh I would hazard to say uh I put I, this in my anime starter gift basket. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was bringing yeah. it to your doorstep and I was like, here's anime. Yeah, right. Don't worry. I Utena's would, in here. I would yeah. give you Utena, Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Or on Host Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a good starter pack. That would be my starter I pack. I think Oron Host Club you can appreciate better after you've seen a bunch of anime because it calls oh, out those anime and manga tropes. That's true. That's, I, and don't get me wrong. I love no, Oron no, no, High no, School no. Host Club. It's one mean. of my favorite series. But I think, like, yeah, Cowboy Bebop's a really good starter. I'm actually going to counter. Um, I'm going to say that I think Oron is a good gateway because I think it would lead you down many paths. Hmm. I think it could go both. I think it could be your good gateway or it would be a good one to give an advanced person because then mm. they'd start making a bunch of connections. Yeah. Either uh, way, it's part of your course. But yeah. Uh, and it's in a little basket, a little basket with like some little extra candy. It's exactly. like that fake grass. Yeah. Yes. Oh, like you eat in Easter baskets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would I would put Utana at the back of a starter pack because oh, yeah. it is a little more strange than like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Um, or like Outlaw Star, I think, is another really good one for people who aren't necessarily into anime. Um, Cowboy Be- or, uh, Outlaw Star was a big one for me when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. Attack on Titan now I would put in there because uh, that seems to resonate with people who don't necessarily really like anime. That's how we got Sam. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, and some Miyazaki films. Uh, but De- as, oh, definitely. But like, 
But Utena, is a, it's a really, really good series. And, like, as crazy as it is, you just get so... And even though, like, you are constantly trying to understand all the complexities, like, the visual storytelling of it, I think, just really, like sucks you in in such a way yeah. that you even if you're confused like the experience of it is still so enjoyable it's fucking Twin Peaks yeah like if you watch yeah. Twin Peaks it's the exact same feeling of like I don't know what's going on but I love everyone in this show yeah. and everything looks really I'm great I'm always excited to see any character yeah. walk into a room yeah. like oh it's that guy yeah, yeah. yeah like even the even like the awful characters who yeah. you hate like Kosue or like uh, yeah. Shiori like it's st they're such good bad guys yeah you're just like yeah. Yeah, and freaking Akio. Uh, uh. <laughs> One of the creepiest uh, so anime villains ever created. And yet you get you, why everyone's into him. And, yeah. he, and if you if you lived in that world and you, he was like, hey, what's up? You'd be like, yeah, all right. Yep. <laughs> what's, uh, yep. what's up? Are you about to get shirtless and drive your car? Well, I'll come with you. Unlike, unlike Toga, who has like a reputation, like Akio doesn't. No. Mm -mm. He's like, you know. He's a good guy. He's yes. a good guy. Quote, unquote, good guy. Oh. He's got a really sweet fiance. Yeah, Kanae, who's also a little crazy. Uh, They're just all crazy. They're all crazy. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that's Utena. Uh, any uh, things that I didn't bring up that you guys wanted oh, to mention um, about the show? Boxing kangaroos, <laughs> uh, quests to find the ultimate curry. Um, Momo. <laughs> hmm? Momo? Choo choo. Oh, choo choo! The little monkey oh, man. That's yes. right. I can't believe I forgot choo choo. He's well, to be fair, Choo Choo is one of the more normal things in this show. Weirdly enough, yeah, Oddly he's their mascot character. Yeah. Uh, he just climbs around on things and he's a monkey, but he doesn't look like a monkey. He's looks like yeah. a he looks like a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like he a only monkey. says his name. Yeah. So and like everyone, a monkey type Pokemon. And yeah. everyone assumes it's normal if there is just one sentient animal. Yeah. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yep. I do love Choo Choo. We, we just hadn't mentioned it's Choo Choo. It's true, but Choo uh, And Nanami transforming into a cow is a um commentary on consumerism, by the way. <laughs> that's what it is I know I know yeah because it's a Kaushin Dior yeah. bell right. and she thinks it's like a Dior thing and so right. because she's so attached to labels that right. becomes a cow yeah it's, a, yeah, it's yep. about consumerism yes yep. yes yeah. uh, oh, amazing oh it's so good uh, learning yeah. so much uh, so if you have not watched this show uh, we spoiled all of it for yeah, you yeah we did but even still, you will watch it and have no idea what's going on in the best way possible. So it's technically not spoiled. Yeah. Do it, you jerks. Yeah. Uh, watch this show. Watch this show. I know a lot of people uh, who listen to this podcast uh, really love this show as much as we do. And they've been asking for us to do an episode about it for a while. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, we forgot to mention, uh, you can't see it, but in the studio, we are actually literally smothered in rose petals. Yeah, oh, there's yes. just roses so everywhere. We're all nude mm. in like sheets. Yeah. Yes. Like toga sheets. <laughs> and um, th there are just, there's a shower of, of loose rose petals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Constantly. And, and little beams of sunlight. Oh, yeah, yes. from a castle that's upside down and yeah, floating yes, above us. Exactly. Which is the bells you might you might be hearing. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes, we thought this would be a nice uh, precursor to uh, what's coming next week, which oh is going to be our 100th God. episode. That's oh crazy to so me. So I had this idea of what I would really like to do for our 100th episode. Go on. Uh, and I will post this on all of our social. I want to make the 100th episode all about... Uh, the all about you guys, the fans, yeah, uh, and just and about us and our sort of Sailor Moon fandom. Uh, I will uh read from some of my Sailor Moon fanfiction. Oh my god! Uh, so if you guys 
have any Sailor Moon fan fiction that you've written um, that you want to share with us and you want to share with uh, listeners of the podcast, like please send it our way. Um, Maybe yeah, I so, could find some of my old Sailor Moon fan art. Mm-hmm. Do it. Like, I have some too. I should have my hands on it in the next few weeks. My parents are in the process of moving and oh, I know yeah. they took that stuff with them and they'll be a lot closer uh, and I'm going to Arizona for my mom's birthday so I should be able yeah. to bring up some like, I'm gonna, old Emma fan art. I'm oh, about to go, yeah, oh, I'm going to like go home tomorrow and maybe it's in my yeah. mom's garage. Yeah, so if you guys have like old Sailor Moon fan art or fan fiction you want to share with us like please, please send it our way. We'll post um, any art on the Facebook and on yeah. uh, uh, the Twitters and all that so you guys can see it. But yeah, like tweet any like Sailor Moon memories at us. Um, they can be memories of watching the show. They can be memories of discovering this podcast. Like any any sort of Sailor Moon. Whatever you want. Yeah, any like, you know, memorable Sailor Moon moments uh, that you've had. Just yeah. send them our way and we're going to just do like a big love fan fest nice. here for our 100th episode. <laughs> uh, we'll probably do uh, some giveaways too. Uh, we'll figure oh, yeah. out uh, what uh, what, to do what you have that. to do in order to win stuff because <laughs> we want to give you guys stuff because you guys are awesome. I know, it's 100 episodes and you've been here the whole time. I know, so isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around No. Ah. And when, when, we, when we were talking and I can't remember which of us in the chat bounced the idea of like mm-hmm. our like pre-100th and I was like, the 100th what? episode and then yeah. I, I somehow like my brain couldn't even po- process the word episode so i was like a hundred of what a hundred episodes of sailor moon like what a- oh my god yeah a hundred episodes, episodes of, of this podcast <laughs> of this good. show i know Sweet Christmas. isn't that crazy yeah. it's nuts that's crazy yep. man. Damn. so uh yeah thanks everybody yeah. for uh going on this journey with us Ooh, maybe we'll sing a song maybe May- oh probably we'll probably we'll sing a song a little musical, yeah, number. A little musical uh, interlude. Fine. twist my arm yeah. i could find a ukulele mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of something totally i'll look for it i'll look yeah for it. i know we should we should do some In 90s uh sailor moon jams um, most definitely uh yeah and then uh you can of course uh tweet at us uh to send us any things you want uh at lnjpod letter l is in love letter and is in nancy j justice pod first part of podcast uh you can email us stuff at love and justice pod at gmail.com and of course uh send us stuff via facebook as well we are love and justice a serious sailor moon podcast yeah. uh lola where can people find you and talk to you directly you if they want to do me. that um i jumped the gun there a little bit because I, I realized i have to have a disclaimer for everyone so i deleted all my old social but i restarted them it's a privacy thing i won't get into it um, but uh, you can find me anywhere you find it on Winona, U-N-W-I-N-O-N-A. If you added me before, you're going to have to add me again because the old stuff is gone. So yeah. just, just show up Just again. find her yeah. again. It's the reboot. It's 2.0. It's like the movie. 2.0. Yeah, it's the movie. It's I a, turn into a race it's car. A, it's a retelling <laughs> with better uh, animation and weirder Someone, visuals. Someone's on Instagram right now like, I better see a picture for turning into a race car. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Kelby, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Femininity is in the genuine article. And then you can find me on Tumblr and Instagram, Femininity, one word, like Madonna. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet wherever Emma Fife's are sold at my name, Emma Fife, E M M A F Y F F E. 
I do a lot of things. I also tweet about all the things I'm doing a lot. So if you follow me on Twitter, you will know uh, what's up. That's also uh, where I am on Instagram as well. Uh, no new iTunes reviews this week, but if you are an iTunes user, we do uh, always appreciate getting that <laughs> feedback in the iTunes store. Uh, yeah, because we, I mean, we like hearing from you guys, you know, no. Anyway. Uh, yeah, any any way you want to talk to us. Email. Yeah. Tweets. Yep. Carrier pigeon. Yep. We're down for all of it. Yeah. Uh, Challenge so, us to a duel. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yep. But prepare to get your ass kicked because oh, I'm really good. Yeah. And I have a magical sword. Obvi. Obvi. Uh, yeah. So thanks, guys. Uh, again, keep uh, or start uh, sharing <laughs> your your Sailor Moon uh, memories with us that you want to uh, talk about on the podcast. I'm sure if it's something from your, uh, especially if you're old like us yeah. uh, and you have like a crazy Sailor Moon uh, oh. adventure story if, from your past, we probably relate. If, and if you have the the art, the rookie mistake art, which is they made a Sailor Earth. Yes, I want to see oh it. Oh my God, you send us your Sailor, Sailor Earth. Earth. Send us your Sailor Earths. Yes. I want to see them. Amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so again, guys, thank you so much. And uh, we will talk at you again next week for our 100th oh episode. What? And until then, Stay magical. Vroom, 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 vroom. <laughs> that was your car impression? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a car now. Oh. oh. You'd still look like a person to me. Uh, I'm a car on the inside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>